it reminds me of something a woman whom I showed with last year. She told me that a, a professor of hers once told her, don't ever show any of your work until it's at least a year old, which to me is, is impossible. But, um, I, you know, is the what idea of distance. A distance that you yeah. can't really judge something until you have some distance from it. And of course, well, not of course, obviously it's not true for you, but for some people, myself included, you know, the most recent thing is the thing you want to show the most. You just yeah. finished it. You're excited about it. Um, but, the, but you don't have the distance. You yeah. don't have the objectivity. Yeah. And I think, you know, part of it too, is like you said, I don't, it's, you know, I, I want, I want one painting to sort of feed into the next and I want there to be a, a cohesiveness. Um, but I don't want to make the same painting. Mm-hmm. over and over you know and, and so i that might be that's i think that's part of it you know is is it's you know sort of declarative in that you know it's done it's put away now what's next Welcome to the Studio Break Podcast. I'm your host, David Linaway. For today's 128th episode, Suzanne Laura Kamen joins us from New Jersey, as well as Joe Morzik from Jonesboro, Arkansas. So we have two painters on. We're going to talk all about painting and process. So the discussion's coming up. Once again, if you're new to Studio Break, we are a podcast and blog site. We feature a variety of different artists. They come on, they speak with me about their studio practice, they share images and insight into their work. And again, you can listen to these interviews right there on studiobreak.com or you can follow the iTunes link and subscribe to the podcast there. Now, Studio Break is available on a number of social media sites, so you can check us out there and follow. So we hope that you do that. Without further ado, here is the interview with Joe and Suzanne. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Studio Break podcast. I'm very excited this morning. I'm joined by two fellow painters Suzanne, Laura Kamen, and Joe Morzik. So how are you both doing this morning? Hi, Dave. Hi, Joe. Hello, guys. I'm pretty good. How are you, too? Very good. Glad to be here. All right. And I'm doing good. So it's exciting to kind of have you both on finally. Not long after I interviewed both of you for the podcast, you had kind of corresponded about each other's work and you know, you could kind of see a, a mutual admiration and, you know, we've all been kind of messaging each other back and forth, talking about painting and all sorts of things. So I thought it'd be a good opportunity to have you both on uh, to talk about painting. So again, thanks for taking the time. One thing that was fun in preparation was this was coming up with a list of questions. We all kind of shot them back and forth. And so we'll start out by just talking about the relationship between painting and drawing in your works. In, in terms of a painting, how it relates to things like um, your your lines, edges, mark making, gesture. How does that whole idea of drawing relate to what you both do as painters? So why don't we start off with um, Suzanne? Why don't you why don't you kick us off and we'll go from there? Well, it's it's an interesting question, and and I think it's the way that you phrase it is interesting to me because it makes me think about the difference between drawing and drawing in painting um, because I actually don't draw outside of painting, but I suppose I probably do draw a lot in my painting and maybe not in a, in the sense that um, I don't know. It's not, my lines are pretty thick and they're, they're not necessarily always very spontaneous but there is a lot, a lot of line in my work, but it's one of those things that I guess I, I don't know if I always will, hopefully I won't always, but I have always felt guilty about that I don't do more drawing um, before, maybe not before I paint, but aside from painting. Like I, I know my husband has a collection of, I don't know, it seems like an infinite number of sketchbooks, and he's often just sitting in his studio and drawing in his sketchbook, and it's just not something that I do. I I think I've always felt that drawing, if I were making still lifes, I would probably draw a lot, but I haven't found a way that I, or a way that drawing separate from painting 
works for me. Does that resonate with anybody? Mm-hmm. No, I think it's very interesting. And again, I'd kind of like to get Joe's perspective. What do you think, Joe? You know, for for a, a while, had been sort of conceiving of of drawing and painting as somewhat separate activities, I guess. And I feel like I, I maybe made a bit of a breakthrough, uh, sort of with my own with my paintings when I began to think a little bit less about them as paintings and sort of approaching them, I guess, in a more sort of drawerly manner. Um, drawing to me is always something that um, has had this this sort of openness, this this inherent kind of openness. Um, it, it seems to me too to be a really sort of direct kind of problem solving. And so, when, you know, when it came to painting, trying to allow that that openness and that immediacy and that directness and and not not sort of thinking of of the paintings or painting as an activity as something that is is constantly going toward some sort of end like this idea of of finish or or resolution as as being something that's kind of continuously being put off um mm. that was something that you know I had always thought of as being kind of inherent to drawing not necessarily to painting and and when I allowed myself to think of painting as more of a process um, independent of resolution or finish um, and just with the same sort of directness and and immediacy that I apply to drawing, um, things started to shift a a bit for me and and change and I guess become a little bit more exciting. For me, like I think of drawing as something that I don't, I was going to say I don't care about, but it sounds uh, like a bad thing to say it like that. But like, I don't have the same kind of um, reservations when I'm working on a drawing um, and, and especially like when I'm working on like a on site kind of painting landscapes, I feel like drawing to me and painting are, are very similar. But when I w- normally kind of work on paintings, I feel like it's more like a chess match for me. It's like this kind of like slow, you know, like I'm observing these things and then making these kind of slow adjustments. And for me, like drawing is something that doesn't seem as, I don't know, like wrapped up in like, a, like, a, like it just occurs to me to fix it or, you know, adjust it or, you know, kind of manipulate it like that. Is that something for you both that like that kind of like process of, of needling it around and, and making adjustments? Is that something that might also be kind of related to the way that you kind of relate drawing and painting? I'll jump in. Um, I guess that question relates a little bit to my response to what Joe is saying. I think it's really interesting in, in a way, kind of a very evolved um, attitude to be able to think about your painting um, as, or I guess what you were saying, putting off the resolution um, because I feel like it's so hard for me to not, feel like I want to finish it now. You know, I want to keep, I want to finish another one and another one and another one. And actually a couple of years ago, I was working on a lot of very small paintings that were going relatively quickly. And I felt like I got very kind of addicted to that. Um, You know, there's something really great, of course, about finishing something, but then, you know, just like anything, it's like, okay, well, you had that exciting moment and then, you have to go back and, you know, do another painting. And then the one that you've finished starts to no longer really excite you. And then you want to finish another one. Um, so I guess um, what Joe was saying about drawing being this very open process, I don't know. It's something that I think maybe I want to walk away uh, from this later and think about that more because um, it's a wonderful thing. I think if you can really bring that to your painting, my my painting, I guess it's kind of a combination of of both things that open that openness that Joe's talking about, but then also what you're talking about Dave, in terms of the kind of needling, uh, you know, this fine tuning thing. It, it starts off very open, and then it's like at this point I kind of lock it down, and then it becomes fine tuning and fine tuning and fine tuning. And the thing is, I it's it, it's a very um, kind of anxiety producing um, 
process to go through. But at the same time, I kind of enjoy that very much because I'm not in the unknown anymore. Um, and I think that that's also something about drawing. It's this kind of fluid process where you're constantly in the unknown, where it's, it's always moving. That's the way I think of drawing, whereas painting can be something where you do kind of lock it down. And- but I, I was curious then, too, because it kind of brings up something else that was, that was kind of brought up was this idea of just how long how long everyone, you know, you both kind of spend on making a painting. So, you know, I think that relates very specifically to what we were just talking about, especially because, you know, Joe's bringing up this idea of, of, of resolution. And I mean, I don't know, it could be like a good book that you don't want to put down, you know, just like keep fumbling through it. So you keep working on it. I don't know. But how long do you both um, wind up spending typically on, on a painting? Does it vary quite a bit? Uh, it, it does for me. Yeah, quite a bit. Um, you know, I, I have had paintings that have had like a single session, you know, maybe two to four or five hours or so, and that's that's good. I've had paintings that I've worked on pretty much exclusively for like three or four months. I it's I, I think scale has a lot to do with it, obviously. Uh, the complexity of, of the motif that I'm working with has a lot to do with it. I But I, I think, too, I kind of set up sort of problems for myself or, or uh, like I might have a, you know, certain desire for, for a certain painting to have a certain quality, I guess, um, or complexity or density or, or whatever. And that kind of, um, will sort of demand a certain amount of, of working time. So yeah, I'd, I'd like them to happen more quickly. They, they tend to take longer than I want. Um, and I tend to be, I guess, less happy with the ones that take a long time. So if I spend a lot of time working on something, it's not, there's a lot of, you know, painting and working and then undoing. And, and so if, you know, if, if I lose something in the painting that, you know, I may be questioning or, or maybe a little suspicious of and, and sort of take the painting in a different direction, or maybe kind of come back to that, um, it's not like it's it's sort of constant work moving in one direction, you know? So I think the paintings change a lot, and that accounts for a lot of time. And maybe there's more than one painting in there that, that could have ended a lot sooner. Um, but it's not anything that I, I really try to force. You know, if I've got deadlines or something, then I'll I'll kind of force it. Or if I'm trying to work through certain formal or, or technical or, I guess, conceptual things, I'll, I'll try to put a limit on my time. But it's, that's, you know, duration, that's something that I, I don't really feel a need to control at this point. Um, and so it's, it's, yeah, it's pretty varied for me. But it's, it's refreshing for me to hear that. Of course, you know, I don't want to feel like I'm the only one who spends a lot of time on the painting, but um, I think that's probably the thing that I think about maybe more than anything um, in my work. Um, I, I think I, part of it is that I have kind of, I don't know, it's, it's like philosophical. I have this philosophical idea that paintings shouldn't take a long time, which is just very dogmatic. And it's kind of, I feel like it's silly when I hear myself say it because it is so dogmatic. Um, but it, it's part of that has to do with my idea about, um, I guess, just kind of letting go and not trying to control things and not getting too tight, not being a perfectionist. But then on the other hand, I am a perfectionist. You know, I work very hard at not being a perfectionist, but I am. And as I was saying before, it's that the tweaking of things and and getting that edge just so, so that, you know, the colors are really kind of pressing up against each other. Those are the things that I really love. So, you know, it's kind of, I think I struggle with that because it's a philosophical issue for me. Um, but I mean, it's the same for me. I have some paintings, um, perhaps fewer than I would like, but some paintings that happen quite quickly. And then some paintings that I just feel like go on way longer than I'd like them to. And and a lot of that, um, as I imagine is, is true probably for both of you has to do with, 
um, demands that are made of me outside of the studio, just, you know, working demands and trying to balance everything in my life. So you probably know that feeling of when a painting has been sitting in your studio for like four months and you really haven't worked on it that much, but it feels like you have because you've been looking at it every day, you know, and by the end of the third month, you're just like, I'm so damn sick of this. I just, I feel like I'm done with this. So, you know, I think the reality of it is that maybe some of these I'm not working on as long as I feel like I am. Usually, the paintings that go most quickly for me, I don't know, like when I'm trying something new and I'm not really aware that I'm trying something new, if that makes sense. Like Mm -hmm. when I know that I'm trying something new, then I feel very self-conscious. It's when I'm just kind of... You know, I've got something sitting in the corner and I pick it up and I put something down and I really don't care that much about the painting. And then it turns out to be this thing that I think is really great. And then I get this idea, oh, I want to do a whole bunch of those. But of course, and I can't can't force it. Then it doesn't happen. I can't recreate that spontaneous moment. So I don't know. It's the same kind of thing. It sounds like the same kind of process where there's a lot of undoing there's a lot of revising there's a lot of questioning about what to hold on to and what to what to change um and i I think also just being a professional artist and and being at a point where i could be doing maybe a few more things or i could be looking for a few more opportunities um but i feel like i don't have enough work to do that or i don't have enough time to produce the work to do that and then i see so many artists who were able to do these bodies of work where you you know where this is going, (laughs) where they can just kind of whip out a whole bunch of stuff and it looks really cohesive and it looks like this kind of assembly line where they're able to work on maybe 15 paintings at once and then they all happen very quickly and then there's a whole body of work and it's done. And I don't work like that and I (laughs) Yes, I kind of wish I did, but I probably kind of wish, don't wish that I did, or maybe I'd be doing that. I don't know. I don't think of myself as a, a skeptical person. Um, I, I guess I'm sort of, you know, pretty critical with, with my own work. And, and so, you know, I, I think Suzanne going along with some of those things, like it's, there's this sort of skepticism about maybe a, a move that you make or a decision that you make and, and you know, you, you something happens in the painting and it's like, I, I find myself thinking, especially if it's something that, you know, that I like or, or something that I find surprising. It's like, you know, yeah, I, I like that. That's sort of a moment. Is it a real moment? Like, should it last? Should it stay? Can I repeat that? Is it, flashy just for being flashy you know um and so there's a lot of i think you know kind of it's a one step forward two step back kind of thing for me and and you know making a decision sort of undoing that being skeptical of of choices i'm making and then when i i think sort of after i settle on something and i've questioned it and maybe you know made that decision two or three or or 10 times, I guess. Um, If I settle on something after all of that, I feel maybe a little bit more confident in that. It's really interesting to hear you both talk about this with, with with regards to time, especially Um, just because I, I don't know. I think for me, I feel like I'm trying to do as little as possible in terms of actual painting on the most recent paintings that I've been doing. And so for me, it's like, um, I wind up doing very little and then sitting with it like a a while to kind of determine if I like it. I don't know. Mm. Um, And it's interesting to listen to you both talk about this because it sounds like you're, you're both maybe have like five or five or so paintings going on at a time that you might work on, you know, kind of sporadically, you know, in terms of like fitting it into your schedule, you've got like a couple hours here that you're going to kind of make these adjustments and then kind of see, see them, um, so it's interesting to hear again, just just from my perspective. But yeah, Dave, I just from from looking at your work online, it it looks very spontaneous to me. I get the feeling that they're done very quickly because it there is a real openness to them. I find, and and I can see so much 
brushwork that looks very fluid and, and very um, kind of un, not messed with, you know, it looks like you kind of put something down and you're able to sit with it. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, if they happen relatively quickly or without a lot of work actually done on them, um, it shows in, in the best way, I find. Well, I think there was a time where I used to think that you had to finish a painting within, you know, one sitting. And if you, you work on it all day and you just paint everything in there and then that's that's it. That's the resolution. And so, I don't know, I think, and it sounds like Joe, in terms of the way that he was talking about at the beginning, it seems like these are maybe processes that are always kind of shifting and changing that relationship of, you know, how long or, you know, it might be something where a couple of years from now in terms of what this idea of even just something like resolution means it might be something that changes as well. So yeah. um, it's really interesting to, to, I don't know, again, I'll, I'll say it too many times, but it's very interesting to hear both of you responding. So, yeah. And I, I think, you know, something, something that I think about a lot and something that I love in, in Suzanne's work is much of like my, my working process has to do with making comparative or relative decisions um, you know, coloristically or, or tonally or in terms of placement or, or, or whatever. Um, and so there's a lot of time just kind of throwing paint around and, and at the canvas and, and sort of getting enough there, even knowing that it's not like, you know, putting information into the painting, sort of knowing that its ultimate function is going to be to be undone or to serve as a point of, you know, comparison with, with something else. Um, so there's a lot of time just getting enough information into the work to respond to. So I can start making more, I guess, sort of clear decisions within the work. Yes, absolutely. Same, same thing. Um, and that's why I never like starting something new because it's just getting the thing going. You know, it's, there's a lot of time spent just getting it going. Yeah. I hate every, every painter that I talk to loves, Start. I, I, I hate starts. That's, that's like if there's work to me, it's the start. Yeah. Yes, I'm glad to hear you say that. Yeah. I. So, what is it about starting a new painting that that people enjoy? Is it the fact that it's? I don't know. I don't know. I yeah. don't get it. It's it's something unexplored. It's got possibility. You know, it's like bringing a child into the world. You know, it, it's got it's it's full of possibility. And, you know, you can do anything. Right. Whereas, yeah, to me, it's it's not until there's something down there that I feel like it, it, there's too much possibility. Maybe that's it. There's just it can go too many different ways. And I want a few different paths. You know, if you can offer me a few different choices, then I can take one. Right, right. Is there something that you'll prioritize when you start working on a new painting, even though it's, not, you know, we're talking about this idea of it being uncomfortable because in my case, you know, like when when I'm starting a painting, I just I I know that there's something that I know for sure I need to paint in one of my pieces and so I don't know, for me that's very direct whereas like the further I get into it it's kind of figuring out what I don't need to paint. But I mean, are you are you kind of both drawn maybe into like, you know, like I have to use this shape and kind of react to it or, you know, I'm responding to the, I don't know, the shape of this object or, you know, this particular color shadow. I mean, is there something that kind of is like the starting point in a painting, something that you both prioritize maybe differently? I don't know. I think about composition a lot. And and so when, when the paintings change, um, it's really sort of compositionally. And, and, and so that oftentimes is what takes the longest is eventually sort of pinning down a composition. And I like to do a lot of measuring and sort of plotting points and finding edges. And so if there's a minor shift in one sort of small localized area, it it tends to undo or disrupt the rest of the painting. And I I actually really like that. Um, That's, I, I find that, just just really exciting. So um, it, it's really about finding a composition for me. It's about sort of cultivating and developing a surface, I guess, um, you know, early on in the painting. Then once the painting, once the composition is, is sort of set, 
and the surface has, has been kind of developed, um, I start to make, I guess, more sort of nuanced decisions concerning color or tone or, or, or whatever. Yeah. Starting a painting is always difficult because I, I don't know what it's going to look like and I have no reference. So, you know, it's who knows where this thing's going to go. Um, and I don't know, I think since maybe since this show of mine in Maine, I think, you know, when you have a show often there's this big shift after that. So I think I'm kind of going through that right now. Um, and it's like too many options. It's like what I was saying before, if I have a few options, then I can choose one. But I think the thing that I need to start with, uh, is just color because I don't have really much else to go with. Um, lately I've been working with, um, circular motifs more. Um, that was something that started to I started to play around with about four or five months ago. Um, and it's very different from what I was doing before because a circle is, it's a geometric shape. And it, it to me, references something very formal. Um, and so I feel like the paintings that have circles in them have a very different feel than the paintings that don't have circles in them. And so when I start a painting... Right now, there's this big decision. Do I start with circles? Do I not start with circles? Do I go with lines? Um, and I also started to, I made a few paintings that were quite, I don't know if I would say gestural, but they had a lot more gesture in them. And they happened very quickly. And I really like that, but I don't know if that's the way I want to go. So there's all these there's just, it's like, there's too many options. And I think that's one of the things that I miss about painting from life. There's something given, you know, Mm -hmm. I know what I'm painting. Um, and that's also when I look at these paint people who have a more assembly line approach Mm -hmm. to their work, I feel like, okay, well, they kind of have a system and they kind of know what their paintings more or less going to look like, or they have a framework. Um, and I don't know, I mean, maybe I will get there, but, um, maybe not. I, I think it's, it's this thing that again, maybe you two can relate to where on one hand, I feel like, Oh, I, I kind of want my work to look more uniform and, and, um, more, more cohesive. But then if I do a couple paintings that look too similar. I think, oh, I can't do that. That's too similar to what I did before. That'll be boring, or I feel bored with that. And I don't know if I want to make all my work look the same. So um, it's it's a lot of conflicting voices. I think I, I hear in my head. And until I can find that thing in a painting, uh, that that moment where I can see it, maybe not even see it going in a direction, but where I have things to play around with, where I've built up the surface and there's stuff going on. Um, there's a lot of choices that I have to make and, uh, and I don't, I don't really know which one to choose. <laughs> it seems too like both of you kind of have that, I guess, similarity in terms of the way that they're kind of processed then too. I mean, the, the work is kind of done through, through doing the work it's not something that's maybe isolated where you know maybe it sounds like you're you're both um doing something in preparation for just kind of bring this resolution and since you know i base most of my images um on photography i mean i think that i almost think about it as work when i'm not painting you know in terms of like looking for better compositions or i don't know just kind of being able to react to those moments when i see them and then it's kind of distilled out later. So I, th- I don't know. I think that's kind of interesting and maybe something to kind of um, note. You know, it doesn't. It seems like you're both really wanting the, these to be kind of like a a chain of reactions. If that makes oh, <laughs> that sounds so so terrible. <laughs> it's a chain of reactions that leads to the end of the painting. <laughs> but but well, it is. I think. I, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Suzanne, you also like bring up something that I that I you know, I think we definitely need to talk about is this relationship with abstraction and, um, 
you know, representation and, and you both kind of explore it and it both kind of, obviously, Joe, you, you paint a lot of still life. And I want to say that when we had spoken, um, Suzanne, you had brought up that you had painted still life as well. Um, but I don't know who, I don't know where it makes sense to start, but what is the nature of, um, that relationship between still life and abstraction and, and maybe how it influences, um, your works, your work. Suzanne, I'd love to hear what you, what you think <laughs> <laughs> My relationship with still life started when I was in college and, and, uh, I just, I really didn't know what I wanted to paint. And it seemed to me that everybody else knew what they wanted to paint and maybe they didn't feel very sure about what they wanted to paint, but they sure looked like they knew what, what they wanted to paint. And, um, I remember at some point thinking, I just really wish I could just set up a still life and paint a still life, but I felt like I can't do that. That's just not cool enough. And then my senior year in college, I met some other students who were very involved in still life, and it just gave me the kind of reassurance that I needed that this is okay. You know, I, I had kind of a a backup support system, um, and uh I started looking a lot at Cezanne and it's not something that I think I ever would have thought that I would have been interested in because, you know, back in high school, I was interested in the usual, you know, surreal painting, some surreal painting. And I'm sure I never would have thought to even look at his still life. But um, I think what it comes down to is geometry. And, you know, when I, I teach, so many students just roll their eyes when it comes time to do a still life. You know, they don't want to do still life. And I think it's a very important thing for people to do because there's so much that you learn through painting objects. For me, it was objects more than nature um, and maybe more than the figure because of the geometric kind of um, underlying structure of objects. And, you know, a, a lot of, a lot of what I say, I feel it's, it starts to sound like it comes down to a lot of shoulds for me. Like I always feel like I should be doing this or I'm thinking that I should be doing that, but there is, you know, it's like, this is all psychology to me. My, my painting practice is all just about me learning about myself and understanding myself. So at any rate, I, I just felt like when I got to graduate school, I think I felt like I needed to start working uh, towards something else. And um, and so ended up making this transition into abstraction. But it, it's like when I'm doing one, there's always something lacking. You know, when I'm, when I'm painting still life, I start to feel... Like and actually, I remember Joe. You, I think, I believe you said this in a, a message to me, and I thought, yes, this is. I know this feeling exactly. Um, I, I don't like to feel like I rel- I have to rely on something external to myself. Right. I don't like yeah. to feel like I have to rely on setting something up and putting together this interesting um, setup so that you know, then I can get going. Um, but when I'm painting, um, when I'm making abstract paintings, then I feel like I wish I had that, the kind of security of those things that it's all done. The, the, the composition, I mean, it's not all set up obviously, but there, there's at least, um, you know, the beginnings of something there. Um, and I also really miss kind of, it's, it's, I mean, it's all like solving a a puzzle, but Mm -hmm. there's something really fun, I find, about making something look like something else. It's very gratifying. Yeah, yeah. And Joe, I mean, like, how do you relate that, especially to this idea of, you know, being a still life painter? And I heard you chuckle there and I'm thinking like, yeah, you're like, there's no way I have this resolved just because I, you know, can see this stuff. And it's still that same kind of process of working through it for you. But, you know, you've also kind of taken these very, I don't know, almost like, uh, like a CSI kind of investigation approach into like abstraction. Like, I don't know. I just imagine that you've got like all these swatches of like these, I don't know, different approaches or different ways that you're kind of like, have tried to experiment and no yeah. doubt I'm sure that's worked in their way into the paintings, but how, how did that, 
how did that like affect the what you were interested in what you're doing yeah it's it's kind of always connected and and i you know i've 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 done a lot of different things and and sort of different bodies of work and things and and each time i try something new i feel like you know this is a really exciting new departure and i'm you know really sort of extending myself and, and whatnot and then like i look back on it and it's they're very similar to things that have come before so it, it's it, yeah it's kind of hard and, and so I, i've i've i had a couple of years where i was making i guess non-objective abstract paintings very much about geometry very much about you know sort of finding a, a proportion or, or some sort of um, interval throughout the, the the picture plane and dividing up the picture plane and, and finding some sort of geometry within that. Um, what that allowed me to do was there, it, 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 I was able to think about painting, just like Suzanne said, sort of separate from anything external. And so it, it, it was this great time of just sort of playing around with paint and thinking um, you know, being able to focus solely on application and process and color and building a surface and, and putting paint down and scraping it out and, and all that. Um, it just, it, you know, I, I have this to like observational painting. Like I, I, that it's, it's the looking, it's the analyzing that I just, I feel like I can't get past. You know, and, and I I like that. I, I, I feel like, you know, still life painting, it's sort of like an underdog kind of thing. You know, I, I, I like sort of setting myself up, you know, it's, it's not, I don't know, it's sort of engaging with this practice that's already somewhat sort of, I guess, overly criticized or, or you know, typically something that you do and then move away from, you know, I, I, I feel like the, there, there's sort of limitless potential there. I don't know if that made any sense. <laughs> no, I think, it, I think it did. And I, I think it almost kind of relates to something that Sam was talking about in terms of just like this, maybe this idea of like, um, you know, artists that almost like set up shops in terms of like, you know, how something's going to be resolved each time. Yeah. Um, it seems like there's also like a level of kind of like wanting to elevate it. And, you know, you both have kind of brought up maybe not really repeating yourselves. And, you know, it's almost like these things really want to be almost singular. Um, but again, to kind of elevate it past something than just being able to recognize it. You know, it's it's interesting because, you know, I see artists that um, make a lot of amazing work. And I, I almost, you know... It, in this kind of fashion of just kind of spitting it out and spitting it out. So, you know, it makes me wonder how, uh, how conscious they are, at least if they're, if they're worried about these things at all, or if they're just like, I'm just going to keep making these sweet little paintings and, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wonder that too. You know, I think, do they, I don't know. Do they, do they grapple with this stuff at all? You know, and this, this is a conscious choice that they made, or is this just kind of what they do? And, um, it's like, yeah, it's a very, I think, I think it's a very different way of working. Um, and it would, I think it would be wonderful to have this method of working where it seems like maybe everything doesn't work out each time, but you're producing so much work that, you know, the, the number of paintings that work out that you end up with is still pretty high. What I was saying basically was that when I'm not, when I, decide to kind of leave a painting that I don't feel super excited about, you know, that I don't really feel like this is you know one of my best. It, it's not something that other people usually recognize as being one of my best either. In other words, I guess I was saying there are these two paintings that I decided they happened pretty quickly. I was like, okay, you know, I'll, I'll that's, that's okay. It's, it's a good, it's a good painting. It's not a great painting. It's good painting. Um, and I haven't showed them yet either because the interest in them wasn't there or I didn't feel good enough when it actually came down to hang them on the wall in a show. I was just like, nah, you know, I think I'd really rather show something else. So I don't know. I think that I do the kind of work where it's 
I don't know. There, there's, they're not, they're not paintings that all look super similar. You know, I mean, you can tell that they're my paintings, but it's not like each one is just a slight variation of the other one. So um, I think that I, I, I don't know. I need to feel really good about it. Maybe that's just what it comes down to. I tend to feel awful about my work, especially like right after it's finished. I have sort of a ritual where, you know, I'll, I'll work the painting and, you know, finish it, I guess, or be done with it. And I, I store my paintings in the closet because I, I paint in my garage and I, I don't want to keep them out there. And so I, we have a closet in our office that it's just full of my paintings. <laughs> and so then so it's like this sort of shameful thing that I like I put the painting away and then you know typically after a while when I haven't been looking at it um you know for a couple weeks or or whatever I'll I'll see things that are working and I, I won't feel quite so you know like like I hate that typically I I will I don't feel great about the things I make um this is this is just shocking <laughs> to me uh, well, and, and, well, shocking and, to me too. So I think we should. I think we should all give ourselves a good pat on the back. If, <laughs> you know, we're we're okay. We've been. <laughs> you're still doing it, right? <laughs> well, and, you know? and it, it drives my wife crazy, and and I think that's one of the reasons why I, I, I think I have a tendency to probably sort of overwork things or or um, kind of suffocate things a, a bit. Um, yeah. So, but I think you, you will be happy to hear that while the paintings look. Your paintings look refined. They don't look suffocated to me. They don't look overworked. They just look very resolved. You know, they they, they don't look like they've got a lot of loose ends, you know, but but they, they don't look suffocated. It's interesting to hear the way that you store your work because, um, well, okay, so I have a question. Do you... Do you hang your work up in your home? Uh, some of it, it's if I, if I have my work up, it's very old work, and it's work that I'll never show, and it's work that is just up because it's you know like there's wall space there, um, and so I guess there there has to be sort of a distance there in order for me to to do that. It reminds me of something a woman whom I showed with last year. She told me that a, a professor of hers once told her, don't ever show any of your work until it's at least a year old, which to me is, is impossible. But, um, I, you know, is the what idea was of distance. distance that yeah. you can't really judge something until you have some distance from it. And of course, well, not of course, obviously it's not true for you, but for some people, myself included, you know, the most recent thing is the thing you want to show the most. You just yeah. finished it. You're excited about it. Um, but, the, but you don't have the distance. You yeah. don't have the objectivity. Yeah. And I think, you know, part of it too, is like you said, I don't, it's, you know, I, I want, I want one painting to sort of feed into the next and I want there to be a, a cohesiveness. Um, but I don't want to make the same painting. Mm-hmm. over and over you know and and so i that might be that's i think that's part of it you know is is it's you know sort of declarative in that you know it's done it's put away now what's next kind of thing it, it's actually smart because i get into trouble in that in that way you know i have something that i just finished i like it and then how do i make another one of these and then yeah. i just end up in a in a trap yeah. um but, you know, our, our home, uh, my husband and I paint literally side by side in the studio. And then in the front part of the loft, which is the living section, it's like this gallery. You know, and it's just all of our, what we've just finished, you know, on the, on the walls. Yeah. And uh, it's, I mean, when we first moved here, Andrew was very excited to put up his work. And I was like, no, I don't want anything on the walls. I just want it to be open and blank. But now I'm, I'm definitely sucked into the whole gallery uh, system out here in the front. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. How about you, Dave? Where do you fit into all of this? I've got my work everywhere. So 
Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, <laughs> in the it's, closet I, and on the walls. Exactly. But I, I think, again, it's so interesting to me because I feel like, you know, when I was a, especially like an undergraduate, I was around all these abstract painters that were really pretty amazing. Um, I, I feel really great about my undergraduate experience, experience, especially just a lot of strong artists. Um, but I feel like at the time I didn't really know what my process was. I had all these ideas that seemed very removed from the things that I was interested in. And I think since I've slowly moved towards representation, um, I don't know, it's almost easier for me to like move on from something in a way, in a way, you know, and again, it's, it's, because I, I think it gets tied back to like an actual experience of a place, of a location, and so for me, like I'm, you know, this whole time I've I had these little three paintings sitting on the wall, from you know three different places, and I can kind of recognize them. I can think about like where I was when I took them, or I don't know. So I I think for me like resolution and and kind of moving past something, I just feel like it has to kind of relate enough to that experience for me, and almost I don't know be kind of empty enough that it becomes interesting spatially and i don't know and so in that nature for me it seems like it's very easy for me to move on from a painting to another painting i don't know because it's it's just like well that one was maybe interesting but i i know that i've got this other one that's going to be a better experience next so i'm kind of eager to kind of jump to it so i don't know i don't mind having those things on there because they kind of remind me of these things i have also, like some of my favorites are I have a series of these six paintings that I have that are just kind of stuck in my studio and maybe a handful of different bodies of work. But they're just these plein air paintings that I did um, a couple summers ago. And so like at night, I'll find myself kind of looking back at these before I go to bed and kind of thinking about like, oh, I remember that day and I remember this day. And I don't know. So I kind of like to be immersed in these different investigations that I've had and I don't know, and kind of kind of see how they all wind up relating. I'm just going to say you sound very psychologically healthy but I I don't know like and it's something that's interesting too because like I think about it in relationship to the people that I've talked to you know like I, I feel like there's I feel like every artist is pretty insecure not all the time but I think most people are pretty insecure about what they make you know like it's our work you know we spend so much time working on it you know, we want it to be something that I think we're very um, happy with, you know, and I think, um, you know, kind of hearing artists talk about that, I kind of recognize like, okay, this is something that everybody kind of feels. But then I feel like I've talked to enough artists that have, I don't know, kind of listened to a new direction or, or listened to like an instinct that kind of leads them off into another place. And for me, it kind of like made it okay to do that. And so I think that's something that's kind of interesting, you know, because I might might not make a uh, landscape paintings right now, at least in terms of like plein air, but I feel like that's something that'll be, that'll come back up again. Or it's something that comes up back up when I, when I go to teach drawing, because, you know, um, again, it's like a different, different approach, different sensibilities. And I don't know. So I, I think all these things kind of feed that, you know, and then it's just a matter of, um, getting, getting everything set to go through and start working on it not be, not be too distracted by, uh, politics or <laughs> other things that get distracting but facebook <laughs> which leads us to our favorite question of the day what's everyone's favorite color um so joe please tell us i i would have guessed gray something like bearing the <laughs> shades of gray yeah totally Traumatic like absolutely yep. like eggplant or something absolutely yeah and <laughs> um, like but what is what is your relationship with color? I mean, what what I mean, are there certain things that you get drawn into in terms of painting or certain lighting situations? Like how how do you approach color in your work? Yeah, I do. Uh, I, I was talking with a friend, and and we were sort of we were both talking about you know kind of what we wanted our our paintings to do, and I it was the first time I had said it, and and it I you know it kind of came to me after a while of of making these, like I. I I want my paintings to be sort of giving and withholding. Um, and I, I try to do that, I think primarily through the, the subject matter, but, but also with, with color. And so, yeah, like I, I love grays. I love chromatic grays. I love mixing a color that, that can't be named that, you know, you, you it, like you look at it and it's, you think Brown or gray or, you know, some sort of earth color or, whatever, but it, it, it sort of defies definition. It's not 
quite apparent it's a color, but once you sort of live with it or, or once you sort of consider it against another color, um, you recognize a, a, a temperature or a flavor or, you know, something to it. Um, I've, I've been, I've been playing around with the idea of, of, you know, sort of moving away from kind of traditional objects and, and actually making my own, uh, sort of sculptures or, or objects or not, you know, usable objects, but sort of subjects, I guess, that, that I could use in the paintings. And I've been painting them with, with just sort of um, different acrylic paints. And, and so I've, I've been thinking too ab- about the possibility of amplifying the color within these sort of more, more muted, more kind of naturalistic chromatic or tonal situations and, and so having you know sort of subtle nuance color playing off of more saturated more intense sort of unnatural color what do you think about that Suzanne? the way i think about color is very informed by the still life painting that i've done and joe used the word skeptical before um and it kind of pops into my mind about how I feel about color, you know, I feel like I'm, I'm very um, careful about the colors that I choose and I'm incredibly skeptical about colors that come out of the tube, even though, um, you know, there are some amazing colors that come straight from the tube, but I think, I don't know, I feel like I'm not allowed to just use them <laughs> straight, you know, like I've got to mix them with something to make it more interesting. Yeah. Um, but when I painted still lifes in college, I had this amazing studio with this wonderful North facing window and the light was just so beautiful. And I was painting a lot of oranges that would sit in my studio and, you know, kind of go bad over the process of, or over the, um, span of a couple of weeks. And I remember very clearly the colors that they turned over that time and the, gorgeous earthy shades of reds and oranges um and also light and shadow um i i feel like you know these this is one reason why it's so important i think to to paint from life i feel like you learn so much about color that you just can't learn uh in a vacuum um but I think before, two years ago, I had made some abstract paintings that had some color in them. But for the most part, I worked for a very long time, much more in various shades of white. I mean, I I love white and I love cream colors and uh, off-whites. And so those kinds of colors and chromatic blacks. Mm -hmm. And... Color is so much fun, and yet I also feel like um, it can be, I guess, a crutch maybe. I don't know if that's the word that I want to use. Like sometimes I get concerned that, oh, people just like my paintings because they're bright, fun colors, you know. Um, And then lately I've been moving more back toward those cream colors and I'm thinking there's not enough color in them. You know, people aren't going to like them because there's not enough color. Color is a very strange thing. I feel like, you know, I teach color theory and there's so much talk about color. And the color is just this thing that's part of our world. And yet, uh, you know, we make such a big deal of it. Um, but it's it's very fun to work with, with bright colors. And I feel like the colors in my paintings are partly... Uh, a reflection of where I am in my own life, you know, in my own head versus where I was 20 years ago when my paintings were 15 feet long and like three inches thick and all black. You know, it's just a very different (laughs) place to be. But um, uh, one of the things that really influences my color, um, especially more and more as time goes on, is... um, my love of uh, design that's, uh, you know, from the from my childhood, from the late 60s and early 70s. And I love that kind of 
cream color of a faded magazine page and some of the colors that I loved as a child, which were really, uh, for the most part, warm colors, uh, reds, yellows, and oranges. And I was thinking about this before uh, our conversation today because I know that, um, Dave, you you mentioned this is a, a topic for discussion. And I was thinking about how I... I'm very inspired by that stuff. Um, and it feels kind of warm and cozy to me. It's got this very kind of comforting, uh, familiar feel. And yet it's not like, you know, I want to go back to that time because, you know, in a lot of ways I did not have a very happy childhood. Um, but I think maybe those were the things that were very comforting to me through the times that were not particularly, you know, fun for me. Um, and it was those happy colors of the seventies and, um, that those kind of big puffy shapes that were very predominant at that time. Um, and so it's this kind of soothing place for me to return to what I think makes color too so fun and, and difficult is, you know, especially once you start, obviously as, as a you know painter, when you, when you put one color next to another color, they completely influence each other and, and alter each other. And so, you know, I, I like, I, again, it comes back to sort of making, you know, sort of relative observations with regard to the motif and, and sort of thinking about one color relative to another color, its location spatially, how it's describing a form or a space or an area. And, and I, you know, I, it's, it's important to me that I'm not, I, I never, I'm not interested in, in making paintings that are sort of records of, of this thing or of my, experience or, or, you know, these things that I'm perceiving or whatever. Um, like I, I want the paintings to exist in their own space. Um, and, and so I like, you know, I, I, I think of, you know, the sort of natural world is, is I guess kind of like an anchor with the paintings, but I, I, I like to take a color that feels natural or feels like it's within a space and, and seeing how far I can kind of push that, like how, deep I can make that or how saturated I can make it or, or if I have to temper it, you know? And, and so it's about, you know, I, I think color for me too is about having a link to that thing in that space as it actually exists, but also thinking of it as its own, own thing and, and pushing it or, or tempering it um, just, you know, up, up to that edge of it representing the thing it's it's depicting or or being its own i guess substance it seems like especially just because my works seem like such a balance at this point of uh dealing with like these kind of really decayed images Mm -hmm. it seems like the color just becomes more about that like almost like a like freshly kind of like installed or you know like kind of like trying to bring bring someone back to this idea of like right when it was like implanted in this scene right. before it became banal and, and, and forgettable, you know? So like, you know, I'm, I'm looking at, and oddly enough, things like asphalt, you know, black asphalt doesn't look particularly rich, but I guess, you know, like when, when it's brand new, it kind of does. So it seems like everything has that kind of fresh aspect to it for me, you know, in terms of relating to something that looks really worn and like sun beaten and, you know, weathered. Mm-hmm. So, and it's, it's so interesting to think about, you know, like Joe's looking at a particular setup and I could look at that setup and paint the setup. And yet, you know, I mean, there's so many things that would make our own work unique, but um, just the color, you know, the, the interpretation of the color, how it's so, I mean, I don't know. You can't necessarily say subjective, but just the interpretation is so you can identify, you know, a, a painting as, you know, a painting that, that Joe would paint. Um, I think that 
partly because of the color. I, I really think about those, all those different beautiful grays and, um, you know, so, and, and listening to you talk about how you temper the color and thinking about pushing the color. Um, it's interesting. It, it, it made me think about what makes, I mean, this is like talk about spider webbing. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> what, what makes abstract painting difficult and what makes abstract painting in some ways easier? You know, in some ways it's more difficult to feel like you could, you have no limitations or it there's there's no anchor but on the other hand when you have those limitations then you know how you maneuver within those limitations can be incredibly difficult whereas if you don't have any limitations it's like well anything goes so you know they they're both more difficult less difficult in you know in their own individual way yeah and that you know, too many options that it's paralyzing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Well, I think that that'd be a, be. that might be kind of like a nice note to end on. I think. <laughs> um, paralyzing. Well, and before we get out of here, are there any shows that are coming up, or where can people find? Well, and on that note, I guess we are out of time. Um, I do want to ask though, real quick: Are there any shows or anything coming up for either of you that you'd like to talk about? Um, before we get out of here, or where can people find out about your work? Well, I've got some. There, I've got some shows in the works. They're not um, concrete or nailed down yet. Um, and then, yeah, probably just my website, uh, JoeMorzik dot com. You know, I Suzanne and I have had this amazing dialogue uh, on Facebook. I love uh, the opportunities and, and potential that that uh, can give. You know, to to sort of establish a community um, when you know, I'm in Arkansas and, you know, she's on the East coast there. Um, and so I'm, I'm, I'm Facebook. So if, if I, you know, people want to friend me or, or, uh, converse with me, uh, do it via Facebook. And I am very excited that, uh, you both, if I'm not mistaken, are sending a painting to the painting center. <laughs> so I'm psyched because I get, I get to, unfortunately you don't, but I get to see the work of both of you in person um, and I'm just thinking, you know, there, I'm going to want to buy so many things <laughs> in this thing. Um, so, you know, and, and I will have, you know, a small piece as well. Many, many people in this uh, benefit show for the painting center. So that's, that's exciting for me. I have my show up uh, in Maine right now. It's a solo show at the university of Maine museum of art, which opened um, show opened on October 4th and is going to be up until January 3rd. And it's been up barely a month and I feel like it's almost ready to come down. It's just, you know, it goes so fast. Um, And then right now I have uh, nothing scheduled until I found out I'm scheduled to have a show um, at Catherine Markell in March of 2016, which is nice because it gives me a good long time to work. Um, and, uh, you know, hopefully some uh, group shows, I'd really like some group shows right now. (laughs) Solo shows are great, but it's also, it's nice to be in, you know, with a group of people, you know, it's a community thing. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's, what I'm working toward right now. So it sounds like, uh, again, there's lots of stuff going on. So, um, I, and, and again, I, I, uh, I hope that you'll both, uh, make sure to keep everyone apprised as Joe was saying, just on, uh, the Facebook, which is, uh, oddly enough, uh, I think a great way to meet people that you didn't know. I don't know. <laughs> Thank you both so much for, for coming on. And it was again, really interesting to, to listen to you both, uh, uh, responding. So thank you, Dave. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, David. Thanks once again to Suzanne and Joe for joining me. You can check out Suzanne's work at SuzanneCaminBaron.com and you can check out Joe's work at JoeMorzik.com. Of course, there are links right there, so please follow them. And since you're doing so, you might as well check out my work, DavidLinaway.com. So again, three websites to visit for you. 
Once again, we want to invite new listeners to potentially check out all the other artists that you've missed on Studio Break. Again, each of the posts have images of the artist's work, links to their websites, and these interviews. You can also use the hyperlink to go to the iTunes store and to subscribe to the podcast. So we hope that you do that. Again, you can see there's a lot of interviews that you might have missed out on, so please check them out. Again, if you'd be so kind to share them social media-wise or even on iTunes, again, feedback helps, so please let people know about Studio Break. Once again, you can like our Facebook page, so please do that. We again provide updates from past guests, show announcements, opportunities, things like that. You can also follow our Tumblr account, that's studio-break.tumblr, and please tweet us at Studio Break. So again, a variety of different places to reach out and say hello, so please do that. The Benefit Show for the Painting Center is up right now, so you can check out our work in New York. So please go ahead and do that. It's called 21 and Counting. Again, the opening reception is December 12th from 6 to 9. So please go to the opening and support the Painting Center, and that show runs through December 20th. You can also check out Suzanne's show at the University of Maine in their Museum of Art. It runs through January 3rd, so please do that. I do want to thank Skylar Mail for providing the music. You can check out his artwork at SkylarMail.com. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it, and we'll talk to you real soon. <laughs>